In Taylor v. State 2022 ARC App 464, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed a conviction for possession of a firearm by certain persons. Defendant argued for admissibility of text messages that would show a deputy's romantic interest in defendant's girlfriend. Police found the gun in the residence when officers served an unrelated arrest warrant. While the trial court excluded the text message evidence, Chief Judge Harrison ruled this was error, but it was harmless. The decision is helpful because it explains general admissibility of text messages. Quote, Taylor called one witness in defense, his girlfriend, Miss Johnson, who said that within five minutes of Taylor's arrest, she received a call on her cell phone from Steve Otwell, a deputy with the Nevada, not Miller, County Sheriff's Department. Miss Johnson, who lives in Nevada County, knew Deputy Otwell and had reached out to him shortly before these events for help with the personal matter. Since then, she testified, Deputy Otwell had been reaching out regularly and treating her to come to his house for dinner, drinks, or sex. Taylor's counsel questioned Miss Johnson about what she testified were screenshots from her phone of text messages since November 2020 between Deputy Otwell and her. She testified they fairly and accurately depicted what was said. When counsel moved to introduce them, the state objected. End of quote. The circuit court excluded the text messages, but the Court of Appeals concluded this was error because they were properly authenticated and relevant. Quote, the circuit court's stated reasons for excluding the messages boil down to doubts about their authentication and relevance. We conclude that excluding the text messages was an abuse of the circuit court's discretion, albeit, as we will relate, not a prejudicial one in the circumstances. Therefore, no reversible error is presented. First, authentication of the text messages. The general requirements of authentication and identification under Rule 901 are satisfied where the trial court, in his discretion, is satisfied that the physical evidence presented is genuine and in reasonable probability has not been tampered with. People seldom communicate by text message in circumstances that would allow a witness to testify from direct evidence that the purported sender or intended recipient sent or received a particular message. Message contents often are not retained by the mobile carrier. That is one reason why screenshots are increasingly presented to courts as evidence of communication on this point or that. Both this court and the Supreme Court have addressed the requirements for authenticating screenshots, which is a developing and important area of the law in this electronic age. In the typical case, the messages are alleged to have been sent or received by a criminal defendant with the privilege not to testify. Although the point is a close one, the messages in this case were sufficiently authenticated. Miss Johnson testified that Deputy Otwill, like herself, lived in Nevada County. She had known him from years past and communicated with him about other matters. She had reached out to him in November 2020 for some assistance with a personal matter, and after that he tried to get her to come to his house. Recall that Deputy Otwell had called Miss Johnson within five minutes of Taylor's arrest. Why this happened is not clear in the record. Still, Ms. Johnson testified directly that the text message communications presented to the circuit court as evidence were fair and accurate depictions of her cell phone-based messages with Deputy Otwell.
one screenshot from the proffered but excluded collection is in a different format than the others and displays a phone number with an 870 area code beneath the name Steve Otwell. The messages in that screenshot do not bear a date or time. The other screenshots display the name Steve Otwell but no phone number. Three of the pages detail messages, mostly from Deputy Otwell, time-stamped on 4 and 5 May 2021. The other two pages list communications over a few hours Saturday. Which Saturday is anyone's guess? True, when Vordired, what Miss Johnson said about the message's context did not cleanly tie off the connections between the telephone number, the stored contact, and the Steve Otwell she knew. But a couple of messages include legal questions a layperson might ask a law enforcement officer. Deputy Otwell asks in an undated message if Miss Johnson will be followed if she comes over. In another message dated Saturday, the deputy identifies a sexual desire and indicates Miss Johnson needs to figure out how to make it happen without anybody knowing. Although some of the deputy's messages seem to respond to intervening messages we don't have, the collected messages share a tone and content such that Brandy Johnson's testimony that Steve Otwell sent them sufficiently authenticated them. Second, relevancy. The circuit court concluded that the text messages were irrelevant to Taylor's defense because they were not dated, did not appear confined to the period surrounding the arrest, or both. But Taylor's defense was that he did not have control or the right to control the rifle that was found inside the closet of a room from which he emerged when confronted by law enforcement. Investigators did not fingerprint the rifle or trace its ownership, and Miss Johnson was in the room where the rifle was found before and perhaps after Taylor's arrest. Miss Johnson also said on the stand that she had put the rifle in the closet on Deputy Otwell's instructions. So documentation that she had exchanged intimate communications with the deputy, who had known within minutes of Taylor's arrest that no gun had been found, was relevant to that defense. Although the circuit court erroneously concluded that the text messages between Deputy Otwell and Ms. Johnson were unauthenticated and irrelevant, we agree, for many of the same reasons that gave that court pause, that introducing the messages would not have changed the outcome here. The messages confirmed that Deputy Otwell had a personal interest in Ms. Johnson. She testified to the deputy's sexual interest in her, and the prosecution did not attempt to discredit her on that point. None of the messages mentioned Taylor or his arrest. None mentioned anything about planting a gun where Taylor might be found with it. No other witness tied Deputy Otwell to the relevant events, and the only dated messages between the deputy and Johnson are dated months after Taylor's arrest. Finally, Taylor's and Cheatham's recorded testimony and statements support the state's case. We therefore hold that excluding the messages at issue was harmless error, End of quote, end of decision.